Hello and welcome. How bad cast time? Yeah. It's me, host Mike Linden. Uh, with me, co-host Stephen Montenegro. But also I'm Dan today. No Dan's allowed. It says no Dan's. We can have one. <laughs> right. I'm Dan today because I'm using Dan's microphone. We're allowed one pseudo Dan. Uh, yeah, like we, you don't even want a whole one. Right. Uh, obviously, we had to kick Dan out of the podcast. He certainly came here intending to be part of the show. But we hit him with one of those little bats that you use to kill fish. What? Is there a specific bat for killing fish? Yeah, they're like they look like they look like aluminum baseball bats, but they're just shorter. They're like twenty four inches long instead of like thirty two inches long. Um, technically, <laughs> they're not regulation. Yeah, technically, it's called a fish cudgel. <laughs> uh, all right, we need to delve into that more, I guess. Uh, it kind of sounds like you have a lot of background information about it. I mean, I just know that, like, like I think at one point in time, I went, "Hey, why is that bat so short?" And then started Googling around for a really short aluminum bat. Um, and then, Are you sure you weren't just looking at a little slugger and then you got off on a weird tangent? No, you keep it in the boat so that when you get a particularly big fish in the boat that won't stop moving, you just hit it. Uh, all right. What, like if you catch a shark or something? Well, or like a, like a really big pike. <laughs> or like a northern. Or a walleye. I think. I think northern and pike are two halves of the same fish. You got one half of a northern pike that won't stop moving around. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that. Uh, like what are they called? Like cat dog. <laughs> yeah, I suppose the fact that there's a northern pike implies that there's some other pike around. Yeah, right. There's there's at least one other species of pike. It's probably not called southern pike. Probably, or not, not even central pike. It's probably called like blue pike. <laughs> right. Because, like, you know, we got Virginia, West Virginia. Or some sort of racist term, Pike. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Chinaman Pike. <laughs> uh, Ugh. Um, I'm so disgusted by our hypothetical racism. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, uh, I think, and I'm, I, I recognize that I have the privilege and freedom to think this because I'm white. Uh-huh. But I think, like, old, like, antiquated racism that, like, never made sense then, but now we just know how little sense it makes is right. hilarious. Oh, well, yeah. Like, uh, you know, like, like, it, and I'm I'm probably making this, actually, I'm probably not making this up because someone has definitely come up with this stereotype before. Yeah. But, like, uh, but, uh, like, something like, you know, the Irish, they never lock their car doors. <laughs> Like stuff like that is just like hilarious to me. Yeah, uh, like it, I think it's I think it's safe. It, it's safely hilarious one because we're white, but two, um, uh, but two because like it just shows how absurdist m- any type of like judgment based on racial identity is. Right. The the old racism that uh, has since been. Uh, uh, altered like there was some sort of referendum that said, "Okay, Irish people are just white people now." Oh well, uh, that was just because like that was just because like too many Irish Irish people miscegenated with <laughs> with other white people, and you just couldn't tell who was Irish anymore. <laughs> uh also miscegenate hilarious word. <laughs> like not the word itself, the fact that like someone went, 
you know what? Uh, mixed race marriage sounds like I might be about to be racist. <laughs> Let's make up a science-sounding term for this. Right. Man, I am just uh, realizing how uh, this position I'm in right now doesn't work for a one-on-one podcast. I was really... Oh, yeah. No, I adjusted. Yeah. I'm going to need to... Uh, just Right now, oh. for the listener, I'm just hopping my chair a little bit so that I can move it without scratching up the wood that really doesn't matter if it gets scratched up. It doesn't belong up. to me. It ain't my wood. <laughs> uh, uh, but... Um, Oh, was I gonna say? Oh, like it's like the it's like the cornflakes guy. Uh, oh, the guy who invented cornflakes to keep people from fucking each other. Well, so he was also um. God, I'm I'm not gonna remember this term right. I think it's re. I think it's called re- regenicism. Uh, it's like an offshoot of eugenics. Regenics. Yeah. Uh. Uh. I think it's called regenicism, but that might not be quite right. It's okay. like an offshoot of eugenics, and the idea is that you can. It's not for the greater good. It's for rebounds. It's no. It's for fixing. Uh, it's for fixing the um, the genetically uh, the genetically inferior. So he believed that with the proper diet, black people would have white children. Wow. <laughs> yep. Uh, and that's why he invented cornflakes. Huh. I always heard it was like. Him trying to lower people's sexual libido. Oh, or also that because he was also like president or god king or whatever of the Seventh Day Adventist Church, <laughs> but like, but like a like sort of an offshoot or an insurgent movement in it that was like he's saying that if nuts and tried to take over the rest of the church. He's saying that the secret to whiteness is bad sex. Like it, the the worse the less you want. The less you desire the sex that you're having, the oh, more... Oh, because he was uh, trying to lower libidos. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's about right. But no, he had, like... Like, so, basically, his, like, insane, everybody needs to have this, like, easily, um, easily digestible or, like, basically, he thought pre-digested, basically, <laughs> diet. Um, like, that was a solution in search of a problem. Yeah. He, like, invented this thing, thought it was great, and then just started thinking it'll solve this and this and this and like yeah uh why didn't he just uh, encourage tortillas that's like uh super processed uh, corn oh you mean uh genetically inferior corn products <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so like he yeah he tried to solve a lot of different things with that and mm-hmm. like you know they had the whole like they had the whole like wellness center like spa things where they just like 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 that were owned by the Seventh Day Adventist Church, right? And they got sick people, and then eventually just like movie stars and celebrities that were in search of like new cool diet and wellness thing to come just eat corn mush for like eight days. Sure, come to Wellville or whatever that movie was. Uh, yeah, I uh, I recently had this conversation with someone else where I couldn't figure out. I couldn't remember which uh, which movie it was, but it is in fact Road to Wellville, where he where this man, Doctor John Kellogg uh, of Kellogg Cereal, and fame. you of course burped on the microphone to uh, to show the kind of uh, folksy medicine that you might use. Just burp your sickness away. Yeah, um, I'm actually having a I'm actually having a little bit of a a little bit of a heartburn right now. Oh no, because I ate not corn mush. <laughs> um, You'll sound more useful if you, you're more youthful. Which, of course, 
is, is more use, useful. <laughs> yeah. Well, somewhat youthful if you avoid saying heartburn and you just say erpy. Yeah, I'm a bit erpy. <laughs> my tum-tum's erpy. <laughs> um, my no. tum-tum's erpy and burny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I erp burn. <laughs> oh, I'm a dragon. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll digress about dragons. You've got volcano sphincter. <laughs> Okay, that's a different <laughs> problem. And for for the listeners, for the record, not one I am experiencing. <laughs> there are a lot of sphincters in your body, not just anus sphincter. Yeah, but like, think of this think, is this is an issue I feel very passionately about. We need to we need to really uh, make people more aware of all the other sphincters doing such important work in what, their body. What color magnetic ribbon do you put on your car to raise awareness <laughs> for that? Brown or any color but brown? Yeah, it's a real, uh, it's one of those special rainbows that doesn't include brown. <laughs> you know how when you shine light through a prism and it's full of different <laughs> browns? Uh-huh. Let's get rid of those. <laughs> um, uh, no, it was Road to Wellville and Dr. John Kellogg uh, was played by Anthony Hopkins. Oh, wow. I frequently confuse it with a movie that came out, I think like, Right at the same time, mm. starring Tom Hanks, called Road to Perdition. <laughs> right. That is a totally different thing. Yes. But uh, I confused the names a lot. It's not different in my mind because I watched neither of them. But oh. their trailers were sig- significantly different. I will give you that. Yeah, tonally, they were not the same. Yeah. And Road to Wellville was like a fun comedic romp about in theory. this. In Yeah. It, it was portrayed. I, I didn't see it either. Uh, <laughs> it was portrayed as a. Wait, maybe I did see it. If I did, it wasn't funny, but it was portrayed as Damn being a, a funny <laughs> I, thing. I, I thought about it just too, just a second too long uh, at the at the moment you said, wait, maybe I did see it. I, I thought, oh, this is the perfect time. How bad cast? How bad cast? How bad cast? Ooh. How bad cast? Ah. How bad cast? Yay. How bad cast? How bad cast? How bad cast? Oh, thanks for letting me get that second verse clean. Yeah. Yeah, I like to... like. We, now we have options. You're right. You can just take the second one and loop it if you don't like the oohs and ahs and, yeah. the, and the yay. Yeah, that's good. Oh. Uh, Dane, of course, is uh, off uh, doing uh, He's What is he doing? He's deeply steeped in um, the local Minneapolis uh, uh, fringe show scene right now. Oh, he's Twin doing, Cities Fringe Fest 2019? Yeah, he's doing a, a, a you know, he's practicing being a different person you couldn't think of the word rehearse no, could I you not. <laughs> i can barely think of what fringe was called yeah no it took you a while it like that was labored yeah and i can only assume it's because you ate something other than corn mush uh well i mean i did basically eat uh those bran flip but with raisins so oh that's what did it so i'm really horny yeah, I did just the raisins totally change everything. I don't think so. I don't think you established that. Uh, I don't think you established that that uh, Doctor Kellogg thought bad diet made you horny uh, as hard as, <laughs> as as you think you did. What are you talking about? You're just talking about like mostly, I was establishing all the opposite. Yeah, you, yeah. I but what I'm saying it. is for for the listeners, you might just be rambling about fucking and horniness. <laughs> I'm not sure. We'd have to go back and listen, and let's be honest. I'm pretty sure there was a drunk history about it. I'm sure everyone knows. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, oh, God, my uh, my glasses are starting to steam. They're fogging. Oh, really? I took mine off. I don't, uh, I don't like, 
Uh, like headphones and glasses. Well, I keep forgetting that you have glasses at all. Yeah, well, you've known me How for... How recent is that development? Like, four or five years. Um, that barely but, worked. Uh, four or five years, but, like, it's only been, like, the last year or two that I, like, wear them all the time. Um, gotcha. Uh, and, you know, I need a stronger prescription, but, like... And you know this because your glasses are made of leftover bread sacks and a couple of lenses. <laughs> um, hey, the the bread sack innovation has long since ended. <laughs> but uh, but like, who actually goes to like the optometrist when they need it, right? Like that's all oh, right. I've been talking about uh, making an appointment for a very long time, or not making an appointment and just going there and. Yeah, because wandering it's a, around the mall until they say it's time. Yeah, it's like a it's like a factory setting. You just kind of roll in and be like, like, oh, wait, twenty minutes, cool. I'm gonna go get some uh some Wetzel's pretzels. What's the wait time for getting puffs of air in my eyeballs? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 not fun. Yeah, um, and then they give you those like disposable sunglasses to go over your glasses. <laughs> yeah. and then I try and keep them for as long as possible in case I need them for something. <laughs> For some reason. Um, what the hell was I talking about before this? Uh, I don't know. Uh, when there's three of us, it's easier for me to keep track of all of my uh, of the, all of my divergent. How is the trade war affecting um, uh, super cheap glasses online? Oh, that's a great question. I haven't looked at like Zenny Optical or whatever in yeah. a while. Oh, yeah. We should also explain that you used to use twist ties to hold your glasses on your head. Right. That's I the mean, thing we blew past. You <laughs> called it the bread bag innovation. So, uh, yeah. That, uh, uh, you could go back to episode uh, to uh, hear the, the Denver Broncos, <laughs> to hear the major details, but short and sweet. I have straight arms on my glasses instead of hooks that keep them on. So, uh, they're supposed to stay on with tension. But yeah, you got to get them adjusted constantly to keep that so tension up. So why did up. you buy those? Was it like, and, and this is a legitimate question. I'm not attacking you. Uh-huh. Was it a thing that you didn't realize that they would get looser over time? Are, are you Have you like learned a lesson? Or did you just buy them because you went, I don't know, those ones? I didn't really think too hard about it. It was somewhat a, boy, I don't have a lot of extra money to spend on all of these frames. I... And uh, I kind of underestimated how quickly they would lose their tension. Gotcha. Okay, so it's like you're learning a lesson from this. Yes, very much so. Yeah, mine are a little bit. Mine are a little bit crooked, uh-huh. you know. But like mostly, I find that my nose holds them on. Uh, my my nose is what keeps them. Oh well, that doesn't. I don't know. Do you not look down very often? Oh no, I'm I'm looking down all the time. I'm mostly like. I'm I'm like 100. I live my life 100% shoe gaze. Well, your nose piece on those glasses does look a lot narrower than mine. Check this out. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you got that big old gap. Yeah. Like, let's further describe this everyday item that people can't see. It's a wide triangle. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep talking about this thing that no one can see. You got real small lenses on there too. Like, I think that you'd be like constantly looking over or under them. Uh, that is an issue, but, uh, I don't know. I feel like my face just, uh, it works better with, uh, I think, uh, I think my face works better with like a, the thinner lens. Oh yeah. So like I, I chose, I've got that prominent Neanderthal brow ridge. Yeah, that's true. I, so I chose these frames. They're just plain black frames uh-huh. by, um, the same way that I 
that I choose and order everything. Um, it needs to fit two principles. Yeah. It needs to be the second cheapest one <laughs> and plain, please. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm like turning into one of those tech douches that's like, just give me plain everything, and I'm just going to eat the same plain thing for every meal uh, because, like, I need to save that brain capacity for making more important decisions. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not like really doing it on purpose. Yeah. But it's just how my, I'm never indecisive. I'm just like, yeah, give me the most normalist, basicest thing. Well, I feel like uh, anything that you don't care about specifically, that's how you should do it. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I just did not care enough about glasses. Yeah. To care what they were. Right. Now, if there had been like if there had been like bejeweled peacock feather looking things coming off the top of each lens, um uh uh-huh. I I would have probably balked at it, right? When I said give me the second cheapest one, because that meant I was at too expensive of a glasses place and I could find cheapest <laughs> ones elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, this was also a situation where like I I didn't get these online or anything. I got them at like lens crafter prices. And so I was looking for the cheapest lens crafter price thing. Yeah, dog, are you shopping in stores? Uh, well, we it has been a very long time since we I bought these glasses that. at this point. We don't do that anymore. We buy, uh, we just buy everything like directly from a Chinese factory. Yeah. Um, at least for now. Right. Soon it'll be like directly from a Mexican factory or a Vietnamese factory or something like that. Or Africa. Some African nations are on the come up. Maybe. But those do are gonna it. be those are gonna be Chinese factories anyways. Well, that's true because the. The Chinese own a big chunk of Africa now. Yeah. Um, uh, pretty smart move. Like, honestly, they're like, well, you know, we can't do everything in China forever. And uh, a bunch of people in West Africa would like, uh, would like money to develop their, in, their newly industrial nation. Um, newly, like, the last 60 years. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, well, we could let America give it to them. Or we could do it. Right. And then own it. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're, they're pretty smart. Uh, but, oh, dragons. <laughs> <laughs> thus, uh, thus concludes the hilarious, uh, geopolitical strategy talk se- segment of the podcast. Uh, yeah. now let's talk about fantasy political strategy talk. Why were we talking about dragons? I said oh, something because about you have my, heartburn. my tum-tum was herpy. Right. I'm fine now. I'm over it. It's past. <laughs> um, but, uh. It reminded me of dragons, and I have recently discovered uh-huh. that in the uh, in the very new and very cool video game uh, Skyrim, uh-huh. uh, there is. Uh, hey, I'm still playing it. Sure. I mean, why did they uh, do that whole re right? release remaster and thing? That is very important to what I'm about to say. I've discovered that there is a common mod that you can just like. That you can just unlock in like to have sex with the dragons. No, that makes every dragon. Oh shit! Does that mod exist? That mod must exist. It must. Oh no! But well, because like, okay, so I won't do the reveal on what I was gonna say yet. I'm gonna digress <laughs> first. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I like people to know. I like to give people some advance warning of the timing of my jokes. <laughs> um, no, like, well, so you're you the character the presumably human humanoid character that you're playing depending upon what race or class that you're playing sure. you know um are quote dragonborn right which they don't entirely explain but i assume 
that it has a lot to do with your dragon father putting his dragon penis in your human mother's <laughs> human vagina. I think if you run around reading the books and shit, uh, they have like they, a lot of background lore that there, sort of goes into it. There is, and like, you know, like I said, I'm still playing it, so I could definitely get into the background lore. But <laughs> there's not a there's not a lot of point to it. So like, you know, like you're half like essentially you're half dragon and half human, but right. if you have sex with a dragon. <laughs> Then you can create something that's three quarters dragon and a quarter human. Wow. And, and then, it's just a really big human that still shouts. It's weird how much, uh, how dominant the human genes are in that mixture. Really is. Um, maybe because like they're, well, I was going to say maybe because they're smarter, but not in the, not in the story of this game. Like the dragons are very smart. They're right. wizened. Yeah. They know things. Um, which, you know. Genetically or biologically doesn't make a lot of sense because they have a very low uh, brain-to-body mass ratio. And even more importantly, they don't seem very social, which seems to be uh, the most likely thing that drove that, all that complex brain development in people. Yeah, although I will say, um, as soon as this plane flies by outside, <laughs> of, outside of my home... Uh, How does that sound get through into the bunker? I know, right? Like, we're in a concrete box below ground. Actually true. Yeah. Because um, uh, the top isn't concrete. Yeah, I guess. It's probably, like, plaster and pipes and <laughs> some old newspapers. Definitely pipes. We can see the pipes. Yeah. Um. No, but, like, uh, what I was saying is I'm very smart <laughs> um, uh-huh. and have very little desire to interact with others socially. So, like, maybe the dragons have just figured out the same thing I have. Oh, you're... There's no point in anyone else. Well, maybe you're Dragonborn. Oh, I might be Dragonborn. Yeah. I do shout a lot. <laughs> That's true. I don't know uh, uh, I don't know how much of that shouting like has specific effects. Well, I haven't trained it, so it's low level and subtle. I suppose. Like, for example, a lot of times when I shout, uh, it has the effect of getting someone to bring me a beer. <laughs> um, you think maybe you're mentally dominating them. Uh, into bringing magically. me a beer, yeah. yeah, but it's like low level and like sure. unrefined, untrained. You know, I should just work on it. Um, my initial point about the dragons in Skyrim, yeah, is that I've recently discovered that there is a modification that you can that you can enter, yeah, into the game, which makes every dragon Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> um, like a giant Macho Man. Randy they're still Savage? dragons, but they're wearing the Macho Man hat. <laughs> And when they do their dragon shouts or whatever, it just uh-huh. goes, yeah! <laughs> and then fire comes out. Uh, and then, like, when they would otherwise be going, like, while they're flying around in the air, uh-huh. uh, uh, he yells a variety of things like, I've been to the mountaintop! And <laughs> step into a slim gym! Yeah! <laughs> That's pretty magical. Um, it is spectacular. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I can't imagine playing the game without that turned on. Does does it affect your shouts? I feel like you should shout as Macho Man if that's part it, of Dragon Lore now. Does it affect their their does it affect their effect? No, it, like uh just like what you shout when you do shouts affect their affect. <laughs> right. I feel like you should shout Macho Man quotes as your various shouts. Oh. Um cuz you're speaking dragon language. Yeah, no, you, it, like, so like you're. I think they gotta update this mod. I think you're speaking an older dialect. <laughs> in this instance, oh, 
so like, boy, if I cared more about wrestling, I could come up with an old wrestler guy. Who's that roly poly one? The one who's the Rock's dad. Oh yeah, hey. <laughs> um, maybe I was thinking of a boxer when I said oh, that roly poly guy. Rocky Johnson is the Rock's dad. That's how <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson is the Rock because his dad was Rocky Johnson. Oh well, there you go. Uh, most of uh, almost everything I know about wrestling, uh, I know about um, people that used to be wrestlers and are now action movie stars that I find amusing. <laughs> um, I don't want to see them in their like unfinished form. Sure. Of like, I'm just learning to be an action movie star by being a wrestler. Not interested in that. Uh-huh. Uh, but very, uh, very large man that used to pretend to beat people up for a living. Yeah. Now the tooth fairy into it. Butterbean. Was that a guy? Yeah, I think he was like an ultimate fighting man. What? I thought he was like an old school guy. Nah, he's just a big dude that like boxed. There you go. Well, that is sort of what I was thinking. Yeah. Queensberry rule. <laughs> um which I think just means you punch a guy until he's dead. <laughs> I think that's actually what that means. Yeah, but you're not allowed to kick him until he's dead. Yeah, once he once he's dead though, you you desecrate that corpse however you want. You're <laughs> the champion. Right. Champion of Queensbury. Yeah. It would be impolite not to desecrate the corpse. It would mean you weren't taking it seriously. <laughs> That's how Queensberry rules work. Yeah. Um. Welcome to the Queensberry, bitch. Yeah. If you come at the Queensberry, you best not miss. <laughs> because I will desecrate your corpse. <laughs> um, so we've, we've added enough taglines to that. Yeah. We can officially make that movie now. Um, oh, speaking of that, you brought up before we started this. Now, there's a new Rocky movie coming out. No, Rambo. Rambo. Sorry. There is a new Rocky. I got, there, I got distracted there's by There's a new Rocky our... movie coming out. Like Creed 3 is coming seen at some any point. Of the time. Creeds yet. Oh, they're very good. I heard that Creed 1 was definitely good. Creed 2 is more fine. mixture on Creed 2. Yeah, Creed 2 is fine, but like they're good. Like uh, they're like they're definitely worth watching. Um, what were you what were you going to say? Oh, about the new Rambo movie? Yeah, we didn't really uh like have you seen a trailer or do you only know that it is ludicrously called last blood someone just like someone just mentioned it to me like a few hours ago ah, I see. that there's a new rambo movie coming and it's called last blood and then i started piecing together the plot of the original rambo movies in my head and it occurs to me i'm pretty sure this is correct mm. that um john rambo the yes. hero of this series of much beloved movies. Right. Um started in the first one as a domestic terrorist yeah. that we cheered for. <laughs> and then and then when they stopped him from being a domestic terrorist, they did so by talking him out of it and made him promise not to do it again, I think as punishment. Well, I mean they they took first blood or whatever that phrase is. Yeah. Uh, that he blamed random civilians. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've uh, delved into the Rambo movies. Did, yeah. Did you? Did As you, evidenced by the fact that I constantly want to say Rocky instead. Yeah. I mean, they're both they're both the same dude. So uh, yeah. And character. 
Um, yeah, I, re- I really wish that he had chosen a different first letter for one of his characters. I know, right? Like, I now also wish that... Zambo. <laughs> first blood. That's just so close to being racist. <laughs> what? How? Because, you know, the like if you were to replace that first letter with an S, that would be full-on racist. Oh. Um, I guess that makes sense. Uh, Lambo. Yeah, there we go. Lambo Calrissian, first blood. Lambo, angry child of God. <laughs> and now I really wish that John Rambo like was like stomping through jungles, like murdering or you know skulking through a small town in western or eastern Washington. I think murdering, uh huh, uh-huh. uh, while also raising two small turtles. <laughs> like, there's got to be so Sylvester Stallone still owns the turtles that he had in Rocky. Well, that's nice. Yeah, he still owns them and is still raising them. There's got to be a way for him to incorporate these into the Rambo movie. Did he? Did he own them like prior to? Uh, I think Rocky? he got them. Did he write them into the script so he could get some extra cash. I think get yeah. that sweet, sweet turtle, turtle wrangler cash. cash. Yeah, because I mean, he wrote it. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's sort of a like the character of Rocky is sort of a stand-in for him and his career as well. Right. So maybe he had turtles ahead of time. I don't know. I don't it's know. Like that- how, it's like how George Lucas finagled the rights to merchandising. You gotta you gotta get all of that side hustle in. Yeah. Like get C three POs, the uh-huh. Star Wars serial. Right. Um uh you know, and then completely change the film industry forever. <laughs> Cause, you know, Transformers nine is coming or whatever. Uh-huh. For toy buy-ins. Yeah. Uh how it feels like the design of those Transformers is not particularly great for toys. No, and I don't think they make toys of them. Which like I mean, they do like they make, but they don't. I don't think they make like transforming toys. Yeah, they make they make like stands to go on people's shelves behind their webcam. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> like, look, if you if you don't have an Emmy or better, don't put anything on that fucking shelf, <laughs> but some books. Like, maybe get a book that like maybe buy yourself a book that you could put on that shelf that is titled something like "How to Win an Emmy," so that eventually you can replace it with an Emmy oh, or wow. an Oscar. Or write yourself a check for a million dollars and put that on the your shelf so people with n- the corpse of your father. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, isn't that part of the Jim Carrey story? Like he like wrote a check to himself for a million dollars, signed Hollywood or something, and then. Well, that's not a valid check. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember the details of the story enough, but I. I felt like there was a tie-in with, like, when he buried his father, like, he buried the check with it or something. But I might have totally made that up. His father's alive and well and owns a hardware <laughs> store in, in, uh, in what, like, Kingston, Ontario? Right, and like with the first dollar he made in the hardware store right next to the framed check that Jim Carrey and the, got. And the corpse of Jim Carrey. <laughs> Wait, Jim Carrey's been dead this whole time? I Did his dad step in? I don't know. This is your story. <laughs> You're the one killing off Jim Carrey's relatives. <laughs> you monster. What's next? What are you what are you coming for the Wayans family next? We're doing the rest of in living color too? Uh I mean, ooh, that could be like a meta a more meta scary movie. Oh yeah. Double double parody. Yeah. Saw seven. Scary Movie 4, 
Jim Carrey and the Wayans brothers saw their legs off. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they already incorporated the saws into the scary movie verse. Yeah, but this one's like focused. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what I always say about uh, those Wayans, those Wayans production parodies? They just need to focus a little. <laughs> just focus up on something. Like you don't need to parody a whole genre. Uh-huh. Pick one subgenre or just one movie. Right. Like the parodies of old before the clumped together parodies. Yeah. And why didn't you just continue being like other movies? Yeah. Why just keep doing the same thing forever? You know why? People people have been going to the movies forever. Might as well not change the movies. Yeah. Why are we making that, new movies at all? Yeah, that logic checks out, right? <laughs> Ooh, let's make the producers I guess, again. I guess Disney is pretty successful and that's pretty much been their strategy lately. Yeah. Let's make the producers again for a third time. Oh, okay. This time starring I want to say uh, the kid that voiced Spider-Man from Into the Spider-Verse and Seth Rogen? Sure. Maybe that? But of course we need to update it. So now it has to be like uh, springtime for uh, uh, Trump. Osama bin Laden? or I think, I think at this point in time it's just our president. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, okay. In an, inti- in an infinite multiverse situation, right? Okay. There is uh there is one universe out there where the earth in the universe. So in an infinite multiverse situation, not every universe has an earth, right? Sure. But like you'd think that like a lot of them do or at least something similar. Sure. So there's one universe out there. I feel like there's probably like I mean the level at which uh universes are splitting off. There's enough earths out there that you don't have to think about well if they're infinite not being earths yeah if they're infinite and there's at least one earth that means that there's an infinite amount of earths right uh i don't have a proof in front of me but sure let's go with that well because like it's like it's like it's kind of like the opposite of multiplying by zero you're multiplying by everything yeah but everything not being an integer but i think it depends on like how math cast how math cast how math cast how math cast. Like if there's a finite amount of particles that are splitting. But we don't know that. We don't know, but we don't know that there's an infinite number of particles. Okay, and it seems so, like uh it seems more evident that there's like it seems more likely there's a finite amount of particles in our branch of things, which would or a finite amount since the Big Bang or whatever, which would indicate a finite amount of split off universes so far. Okay, but not necessarily an end point in the into the future. So it might be infinitely splitting forever, but in the exact tick of the moment we're in right now, there's probably a finite number. What you, you I think necessarily an end point though, right? You don't ship heat death. Oh well, I mean, I'm cool with heat death, but that doesn't alter like quantum fluctuations. And does that mean that splits end? Well, if yeah, because there's no more energy. Uh. I mean, the energy's still there. It's just all spread out. There's no more energy uh, pockets. Yeah, there's no more interactions. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, um, so there's a finite amount of universes, but not necessarily... I mean, are we trying to say that the one wasn't a completely uh, real oh, you and mean true... Jet you mean Jet, Jet Li's the, the one? one? Yeah. Was um, like an impossible movie because there was an infinite number of Jet Lees he would have to contend with. 
Fi on you, sir. Okay. There was a yeah. finite number of Jet Lees, You're which right. is a completely accurate portrayal of how the universe works. You're right. The physics of the one were flawless. <laughs> um, okay. So there's currently a finite... QED. There's a finite number of universes. So there's currently a finite amount... We did it. Amount... We made the mathematical proof. <laughs> yeah. There's currently a finite amount of universes. Uh-huh. But we're making more every day. Sure. And there's Can't an, stop cranking them out. We love it. And there's an incomprehensible amount of universes, which means that there's a nearly incomprehensible amount of Earths sure. within those universes, which means there must be one Earth somewhere in one of those finite, but t- actually really infinite, amount of universes <laughs> in which everybody on Earth is Hitler. <laughs> huh. Wow. That's... Uh... It's just all like, like the entire, the entire civilization mm. of all the Hitlers is just bad water coloring and architecture that doesn't hold up well. And you would only have to move over a couple of universes before you would get to the Earth where everybody is Hitler, except for one man who is Will Smith and his dog. He's not Will Smith and his dog. Yeah, it's not a cat dog situation. <laughs> like uh, a push me pull me. Uh huh. Um. Oh, that's a weird poll. <laughs> Not just because I had like four conversations. It, I've got Bader Meinhof with push me, pull me now. Uh, what is that term? It's it's a it's a from a what like um, from Doctor Doolittle. It's a llama that is he, uh, the head of a llama on both sides. Huh. I guess I don't know much Doctor Doolittle backstory. Yeah, I'm aware of the character existing and that he talks to animals and that's about as far as it goes yeah um and that he's eddie murphy well right presumably he wasn't eddie murphy at some point no he was that other guy whose name i can't remember now but i looked up definitely the other day because uh why why are you doing so much dr doolittle uh because i thought because i thought of push me pull me (laughs) i'm bader meinhoffing all of this i still don't understand what that means bader meinhoffing yeah Bader-Meinhof complex, unless I'm getting this wrong. By the way, that is the thing that I was asking about a second ago. Instead of the two-headed llama? <laughs> yes. Like, but it's not just a llama with two heads next to each other. I thought you were saying Bader-Meinhof was the two-llama thing. No. And that seemed like a very no. complex term for push me, something in a, do, in a Dr. Doolittle. No, a push-me-pull-me is <laughs> a llama. The front half of a llama connected to the front half of another llama. Okay, gotcha, yeah. Um... Presumably, they have a way of getting rid of waste. Uh, uh, sure. Uh, Bader Meinhof complex. This was le- the uh, this was the reason that uh, there was so the this was the reason the Inca Empire was so successful. They found ways to graft two llamas together. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, if they had that level of technology, and if only we could uh, interpret their potential source of writing as a series of knots, we could figure it out as well. Yeah, but they also carve stuff. Uh, like, we have comics from the Incans. No, we have, like, Mayan uh, stuff. But the Incas, the, they have Didn't knots we? or nothing. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that there was, like, carvings on stuff, on buildings and stuff. Not writing style Oh, gotcha. Stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We have comics. Uh-huh. We have, like, comic strips from them. You can interpret a lot from a comic strip. Sure. Um, we have mummies. Assume, unless we destroy, unless the Spanish destroyed them all, which is also possible. It's very possible. Extremely possible. Anyway. <coughs> oh, also Indiana Jones destroyed some of them in that latest movie. No, that was Mayan. 
That was Mayan? Yeah. I think it was Mayans. I thought because the was... end of their calendar was when the aliens came back. Oh, that's probably true. And nuclear blasts. Um, I haven't watched the movie since the first time. If no one has. <laughs> um, uh, but if Oh, I, Laura was going through all... Mike's wife. Mike's wife. Uh, Laura was going through all of the Indiana Joneses recently. And I watched, uh, I watched along with Raiders and Last Crusade and the beginning of that most recent movie. And Crystal then Skull. got the fuck out of there. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Right. And uh, Last Crusade does not hold up all that well. Raiders is really the best one. Yeah. Um, uh, Raiders is the best one. Last Crusade's not great. But yeah. it's still fun. Yeah, it's fun. There's just a lot of... Uh, there's a lot more cheesy shit in it than I remembered. Yeah, yeah. I guess because I watched it as a child first. Um, so how do you feel about Temple? Temple's fine. I mean, it's pretty much uh, the same. There's a lot more fun stuff in Temple. Yeah. Uh, but it's also like, I don't know, Raiders is the clear winner for me. Yeah, I think I think Laura right. likes Temple best. I, I, I'm sensitive to that opinion, and I will accept it as a valid, valid opinion that someone could hold. Uh-huh. Because it's probably the funnest one. Sure, yeah. But, you know, Raiders is best. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Bader-Meinhof complex is, right. uh, is, is the notion that, like, when you first hear of something or remember it, uh, uh-huh. concept, object, whatever, suddenly you see it everywhere. Oh, uh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Unless I got that wrong. <laughs> Unless I got the name wrong. Well, but, if you did get it wrong, I don't know how we're going to do this with Dan gone, but... Uh, you can email us a correction about that. Howbadcast uh, at gmail.com. Howbadcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of emails. Oh. We got a follow-up to uh, one of our earlier podcasts in email form. Is it about, um, is it about infinite multiverses? Uh, no. It is a follow-up to, uh, that, uh, attempt at, like, uh, puns that we did a while back. Okay, so hold on a second. Yeah. If there are, in fact, finite but really infinite universes, <laughs> and then a nearly infinite, at least incomprehensible amount of Earth. Sure. There will be a near nearly incomprehensible number of Earths on which this podcast is happening. And that means in one of those universes, we did get an email about multiverses. <laughs> That's... Yeah, that's probably true. But what's this one about? Uh, this one is uh, from a couple of uh, episodes back when we were uh, trying to come up with better uh, uh, newspaper puns based on bones. <laughs> Why were we doing that? I don't remember. I had intended to go back and try to find it uh, before we started oh, recording this podcast. Uh, skeleton on a toilet reading a newspaper. There we go. Yep. Yes. So... Uh, I Which was a Halloween decoration that one of us had become aware of. <laughs> yes. So we did explicitly ask listeners to email us uh, better attempts at the name of this newspaper that a skeleton would be reading on a toilet. Do you remember any of ours? <laughs> no, I do not. I'm going to go ahead and say the Bonestin Globe. I think that's true. That's the subject of this email. So that must be what Is we... It? Yes. Okay. All right. So that's why that was in my brain. Ooh, Bader-Meinhof. <laughs> okay. So uh, this There's comes... really a theme to this. We planned this out. Yeah. This whole show is planned. Yeah. Or at least in one of the nearly, nearly incomprehensible Earths that have this podcast, <laughs> we've planned it. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, can you imagine uh, that alternate Earth where this podcast is just a fully planned out, uh, super produced... uh, Where you and I plan out our activities and projects? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. And we really have a... Uh, big follow through that uh, extends to my actions and not just yours. Uh, and yeah, and I just like carry around a slide rule with me because like I'm always doing calculations to see if something will work. Right, and you. This universe doesn't have technology. <laughs> no, it's the universe's fault. It doesn't oh, have calculators. Okay. There never seemed like a point because like math was for nerds, uh-huh. so we got microphones and stuff, but not math technology. How the hell? <laughs> How did our anti-nerd stance get us microphones? Oh, because they're just obvious. Oh, okay. I guess I, uh, I guess I'm too nerdy to understand have how you, microphones work. Have you ever seen a world where there's not microphones? No, they're they're pretty obvious. Oh, you're kind of saying like microphones—they are just something that will naturally arise, yeah. even in the multiverses that do not they're, contain Earths. Microphones are literally everywhere now. When's the last time you saw someone using a calculator? What? That's a good point. See? Uh, yeah. Micro- there's probably like a bunch of Boltzmann microphones out in space that just like a couple of quantum fluctuations happen just right and just a microphone pops out of nowhere. Yeah. Like through some sort of like, through some sort of, uh, what's that? Uh, nope. I lost it. Uh, there was a concept. <laughs> there was a concept that I was going to turn into a joke and uh-huh. I lost the name of the concept and then... Boltzmann brain? That's why I said Boltzmann microphone. Yeah, no, I got, I got that. No, right. I was thinking about that thing where, um, where uh, a thing is in two places at once because of, um, because of the thing. Math. I lost physics. it. Physics. Yeah, because of physics. <laughs> I lost it. Read the email. All right. So I mean, less an email and more a list of potential uh, newspapers. Newspapers that a skeleton could be reading on the toilet in a Halloween decoration. Yes. Uh, Friend of the show, Lauren Schwein posts these potential uh, newspapers. Oh, we just do people's names now? Well, if they've been on the show. Oh, friend of the show. Yeah, that's right. It seems like you've already... uh, We've already introduced this this, the concept of this person. Now she's a recurring character. I guess you're not really recurring if you just talk about the character that was on once i don't know how i don't know how uh, hollywood uh, categorizes like, things like when roy lived with the simpsons right uh okay so boneston globe is uh, the subject because that's what we tried uh saint paul parietal press chicago sternum times the philadelphia inferior nasal conca <laughs> <laughs> That one's my favorite. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, there is nothing that I like better than uh, unnecessary complexity. Yeah, uh, especially three or four into a list. Yeah. That's the best part. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Schwine Time. Uh, and uh, uh, I didn't actually have anything to say after thank you that <laughs> shouldn't have really... I got to stop committing to conjugations before I have a second thing. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for you to get to the second thing. I'm sure I will before we stop recording. Uh, Oh, wait. Did I just commit myself to filling the rest of the space in this podcast? Ooh, filling space. Oh, you didn't wait. Ha ha. Um, Quantum entanglement. (laughs) That's not something being in two places. That's two things being entangled. 
Yeah, but you can pull it from one place to another. Uh, At least the Chinese can. Uh, oh yeah, because they like... sent that they sent that light into space. They teleported. Right. Anyway, I was just thinking of microphones teleporting. Oh, that's from where? Wherever they're at now to where I'm near. <laughs> Let's see how that would result in them being in a different multiverse. I guess maybe they could. Yeah, you don't know how the universes are stacked. Oh yeah. It uh... could. It could be. It could be that the Chinese didn't even teleport that photon. It's. It could into space. It could be that they just found a little spot without knowing it uh-huh. where they could get a photon from a different universe that looked the same. Hmm. That's true. That's actually uh that is actually one realistic theory of how quantum entanglement works. <laughs> That's right. I listened to a podcast about science once and Good now I am recreating it. <laughs> uh but like better. If you would like to excoriate our uh our descriptions of how quantum entanglement work, you can email us at howbackcast at gmail.com. Howbackcast at gmail.com. Dude, the math checks out. Yeah. Uh, I just had a great, uh, I just had a great use of the word excoriate, and I, it would be a shame to keep people from hearing it. Well, it's been captured for posterity. Yeah. In the form of ones and zeros that I will erase sooner or later. I, all right. I mean, because you're archiving them. Right. So, like, why do I need it? I Sure, that's true, but I don't see how the listeners have to hear about how we're archiving things or how easy it is to eliminate all of our back catalog. Wait, you, so you, you theorize that there are listeners, loyal listeners, dedicated <laughs> listeners of the show that listen to the show. Because they hate it so much that they might break into your house and destroy hard drives. I think our entire listenership is a long con, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're just waiting until they've collected enough information. Well, then here's my question. Yeah. Why the fuck aren't more people trying to con us? Uh, Come on, listeners. Make your friends also try and con us. Oh, sure. There's power in numbers, listeners. If you want to really bring us down, uh, spread the word of this podcast. Yeah. In line, and, you know, obviously. To everyone but the Packle, because I don't need his hordes of, <laughs> I don't need his hordes of online troll, trolly supporters coming after me just because I'm feuding with him. Of course, check out episode uh, for the time that we discussed Steve Montenegro's feuding with the Packle, uh, Twitch streamer extraordinaire. Who I am feuding with. Right. Because of a reason that I'm sure was good at the time. Uh, I think just that you hated streaming in general. I don't think that's true. I don't know. I, well, then why did I choose to feud with him? Because you saw him. Convenience. Oh, oh, okay. I get it. It was a, He's a target of convenience. Yeah. Well, so congratulations, every, congratulations, every other Twitch streamer, on hardening your target. <laughs> yeah. You made the Packle the easiest to feud with. Yeah, and lucky for you, at Van Damme, because yeah. he was in the movie Hard Target. Yeah. So, you know. God, does he stream games? That would be pretty cool. That would be great. I would I would love every second of that. Um, also, if Dennis I Rodman you would was love there. love every second of also it. Also, if Dennis Rodman was there sometimes. Sure. Well, I mean. <laughs> Dennis Rodman and Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, building a fortress in Minecraft or something. Yeah, double teaming a fortress in Minecraft. Uh-huh. 
It was called Double Team, right? Yeah. <laughs> Although the the thing that I said is a slightly different concept. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a mod for that, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a Minecraft mod where you just use your giant square penis to fuck fortresses. <laughs> God. We just Wait, brought no, it all th- the way back to the beginning of the show. That's the core game, actually, when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Minecraft is revolutionary. It sure is. Some revolutionary 8-bit technology. <laughs> but it has millions of colors. I heard Notch, the guy that uh, made it, is racist now or something. But I didn't look into it, so maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Um, no, nah, let's just accuse him of being a racist. <laughs> his name is Notch? Well, it's his handle. Like, N-O-T-C-H? Uh, from what I recall, yes. And he... So there's a man or woman, I guess. I shouldn't assume he's... I believe he's a Scandinavian man. Okay, so there's a Scandinavian man that just created Minecraft out of nowhere, and all we know is that his name is Notch. Well, yes, that is all we personally know. I, I think there's a lot more information no, no, no. to no, be No, that's had. what I'm saying. That I'm summing up the information that you and I have oh, that we yes. are going to base the rest of this conversation on. Sure. So he's a Scandinavian man. Yeah. So he's definitely racist. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if you are Scandinavian and enjoyed that sweeping generalization, you can email us at hellbackcast.gmail.com. Hellbackcast.gmail.com. If you want to join the... Now, you, now don't you want all your friends to join in this long con of really pretending to enjoy this podcast? Seriously, read some news about Finland, though. <laughs> I mean, if, uh, uh, if you did really want to hurt this podcast... Uh, the best way to do it would be to make it much more expensive to serve the hordes of people downloading it. It's a really good uh, point. We'd be forced to monetize it and eventually turn a profit. Yeah. You guys should boy, do that, would that to hurt us. us. Boy, yeah. would that hurt us. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh. Um, uh, do either of us know how to do that? Uh, uh, there's a tutorial somewhere online. Yeah. There's information everywhere. It's easy to or, do everything. Or maybe, uh-huh. maybe... I'll just, I'll just get over my pride. Yeah. And if forced to, just ask the Packle. <laughs> ask the Packle how to monetize podcasts? Or like anything else that you put on the internet. Sure. I'd be like, dude, look, this feud has been going on for so long. A lot, Neither of, s- a lot of things have been said on both sides. Yeah. We've both said things we can't take back. Uh-huh. Neither of us even remember how it started <laughs> now, though. So please tell me how to make money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll work. So I'm wondering, I don't remember anything about the Packle, except for that I hate him. <laughs> I, I'm wondering if, like, like, okay, so OOC for a second. Um, oh, sure. I'm wondering if I might just, like, like hanging out with this guy. <laughs> I mean, you like video games to some degree. I think I like presumably his life is largely uh, involving video games. Yeah. So I've said this recently, like on the show, I think. But I think I think I I think I'm less of a video game person than I wish I was. But like, I think I think my image of myself is like I'm a video game person that likes video games, but I don't really like engage them that much. Right. Um, Maybe I just don't have time. Maybe it's just a hobby that I wish I had time more time for. Sure. Um, You know, like. like uh, bespoke bread making, my other hobby that I wish I had more time for. Ah, interesting. I don't think 
I don't think we've brought this into the canon of the podcast. Yet. Oh, yeah. No, if you want a new type of bread that is tailored specifically for you, you hit me up. Do you have to take measurements or anything? Well, there's a there's a survey. Oh, okay. Like that'll determine what kind of bread you would most yeah. likely enjoy according to a, a an algorithm. Yeah. In my brain. Ooh, brain algorithm. Yeah. So, question 1. Hey dog, what kind of bread do you like? <laughs> question 2. If you could make any changes to that type of bread, what type of changes would they be? Right. Question 3. Tell me what type of bread to make, please. <laughs> Boom, bespoke bread. Wow. Do you combine the answers or do you just kind of... Uh, oh, no. Then I, I just guess... make whatever I want. Oh. All right. Mmm. M&M zucchini bread. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, Yeah. I mean, M&Ms are good. I think zucchini bread is good. And you I can like I've bake M&Ms. Yeah. You can like bake M&Ms without them coming apart. So it would be like a semi-sweet, like semi-sweet zucchini bread with little like, with little like pellets of more sweet. Mmm. Yeah. If that's the type of thing that you're into. It's more of a breakfast thing. Like, you could use it to make French toast even if it got a little... It's like if it chocolate got a little brioche, but American. Yeah. Freedom brioche. Yeah. I Freedom <laughs> bread. Freedom bread. What do you mean? What's wrong with what I said? <laughs> What's un-American about that? <laughs> well, it. you need to first learn to speak American. You don't think eliminating the word that was in English uh, was the way to go there? Uh, no, I think you. I think you. I guess. I guess chocolate freedom wouldn't really imply bread. Mm, chocolate freedom. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it's definitely already something, and it's definitely <laughs> porn. Uh, if you would like to order your chocolate freedom from. I don't know why I'm pimping the email so hard this I episode. I know why. I don't it's know. Like, it just feels like, like we've Dan's, got a lot of opportunities. Dan's and I, not here to get four minutes of talk time, and you replace it all with just <laughs> reading the email address. Well, in this particular case, I kind of want—I kind of like the idea of obligating you to provide our listeners with bread. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I charge with them for M&M it. Bread. I charge them for it. This is this is the first merch that we're going to make that's really going to take off. I mean, this it M&M could. bread. I mean, it could because, like, that's a great idea, and I am clearly very smart. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're going to figure out. We've, we finally figured out how to monetize this podcast. Yeah. Um, so here's what people are paying for. Yeah. The ingredients to the bread. Okay. Uh, shipping. Yeah. Obviously. Ma- the time that I spend thinking up the bread that I send them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the massively increased uh, window unit air conditioner use that I need to run my oven all summer. <laughs> it's not the most cost efficient, but it's artisanal. Sure. And bespoke. Yeah. And then, of course, they'll need to pay for the medical bills when they try to eat the bread that has gone moldy in the mail. Oh, no, no, no. I'll wrap it up real good. Ooh. Get rid of that. Get vacuum seal. Yeah. Okay, so they're also paying for the vacuum seal. <laughs> sure. That's a one-time expense, right? Yeah, and a little bit of cheese for me. Yeah. A little bit of do-re-mi. Sure. For some cheese, because that's mostly what I eat. (laughs) And I need groceries. All right, so your plug is this bread concept. Yeah, Uh, I've plugged the bread. Should we plug Dan's Fringe Show? Do we know what it is? Uh, no. Uh, Oh, we don't even know what it is? Well, I probably... You couldn't remember what Fringe Fest was called. Right. 
What, how am I supposed to remember what this show is called? And it's in the Twin Cities Fringe Festival, I'm, right? He's not supposed to be in Edinburgh right now? Right. Okay. I'm sure Dan mentioned like what it was going to be called. Or not to me. He definitely mentioned what it was about at one point to me. Do you uh, think that Dan and I aren't friends? Why wouldn't he mention it to me? Uh, Fuck no. him. <laughs> I'm glad he's gone. Yeah, he's not getting any of the bread. Yeah, I'm so glad he's at home recovering from uh, recovering from a severe illness instead of here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm wishing ill upon him now. I'm just not doing it well. My heart's not in it. I'm still heartbroken to discover that he and I aren't friends. <laughs> um, if you would like to harangue Dan into being better friends with Steven Montenegro, email us at gmail.com. Also, Brad. Oh, oh, I, I could do a different th- call to action. You could review the podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So review us five stars or if or only four if it only goes up to four. I can't remember. Um I think it goes up to five. Five stars. Uh uh and then you leave a five star review. And then tell us everything that's wrong with it in the text of the review. Right. Uh, such things as uh, Dan is not good enough friends with Steven Montenegro. Uh, I want that bread now. Give me, please. Yeah. And, um, hey, you guys, remember when you made those G-strings with Bruce Willis and a weird quote on them? Oh, yeah. Uh, why didn't I buy one? Can you bring them back, please? Right. Or, like, when we uh, decided we were going to start selling, like, uh, mugs with a picture of a banana with poop under it, with the word poop under it, or whatever that was that we were going to do that we thought was a great idea at the time. I don't think we did think it was a great idea. <laughs> I thought, but I thought we were going to try to do it, and then I don't think we ever did. We may, I was may that have, what we were going to do? I may have designed something. Let me look back in the archives. Yeah, I really, I, I remember thinking it was very funny, but then uh, I, I can't even remember what it was anymore. Anyway. It was probably hilarious, though. Yeah, I'm sure. If you think it was probably hilarious... <laughs> Stop pipping the email. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, uh, I mean jokes. Jokes are fleeting. They come and they go. The hilarity lasts forever. There will yeah. never be the heat death of jokes. Right. And of course, you can always review the podcast while watching me at the Galactic Pizza Comedy Open <laughs> Mic every Thursday night at ten o'clock. Go there, review the podcast five, five stars. And You'll then, laugh your blast off. And then just use the text of the review. Yeah. To shit on the comic that's on stage. Sure. You know what every comic does at an open mic. <laughs> Uh, are you, uh, you don't have anything that, uh, aside from bread that you want people to know about? No, the bread, um, those G-strings that we designed once, um, that mug for some reason that I can't remember. Right. Uh, no, that's it. Does oh. Cafe Press still exist? <coughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I use Teespring now. Oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I set up a Teespring store for uh, the show, and then we've never run any campaigns on it, so, like, you know, whatever. I don't think I even heard about it. Yeah, I think I, I probably told you. You just weren't listening. I mean, that does check you, out with my general MO. You, much like Dan, are not good <laughs> enough friends with me. Oh, no. How uh, about at gmail.com to talk about how much friends I am. Uh, I, try, <laughs> I tried to shorten it so that you wouldn't complain about me going back to that well again. <laughs> Anyway, we gotta go. This is the end of the podcast. Great. Well, you know, end end on a high note. <laughs> always leave them laughing. Yeah. Uh, always leave them wanting more references to your email address. Yeah, or the several fake email addresses we've set up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There really hasn't been much traffic to how 
How bardcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, bye bye.